0: guys so stick around to the very very end of this in of this episode we made announcements and then there were some things that were not planned at the time we recorded this so keep an eye out um for those announcements at the very very end of this episode and i think you're really going to want to hear them they're really exciting super exciting we just got done with a particular interview as of me recording this right now so enjoy the episode and don't go anywhere until the very end Hey everyone, it's your Hot Brown Morning Potion podcast with your hosts, Tamika and Haley.
1: Hey guys.
0: When we are here with our reactions from season three, which was a wild ass ride.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of, I mean, I just came back from school, so I'm kind of tired. This is like the best time for us to record, so. Good. That's why.
0: <laughs> I am also currently not doing a project that was due at 10 a.m. So. <laughs> You guys are special. Um, and but also, I'm kind of tired of working not, on it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm so glad to finally be able to talk about this. Um, and just in season <laughs> three in general and everyone else knowing about season three, it's it's great seeing everyone's, uh, you know, a lot of positive reactions for the most part.
0: Yeah, the thing I noticed about um, season three, I kept seeing about reviews was that if people kept saying this this is the best fantasy show this is the best fantasy show of the year this is the best fantasy show of the year like i've seen it multiple times at this point that i'm starting to not know who's um like i'm starting to not know whose review is who um so that's a really big plus um and i agree with it Mm -hmm. totally obviously uh so that's like the general i think consensus is that this season was great like it was an amazing season
1: Mm mm-hmm I mean, to be honest, I don't watch too many fantasy shows, at least because there's not too many animated ones like that are like like this, like how Dragon Prince is, and mm-hmm. I know people were like, hated Game of Thrones' ending, so I don't think that counts, but besides that, I don't know. There's too many, but I mean, it's, it was definitely an amazing season, and I can believe it when they say it's one of the best fantasy shows out there right now.
0: The thing is, I watched Game of Thrones. I watched the entirety of it. And Mm -hmm. I think people, a lot of people are comparing it to Game of Thrones because that's the one thing that it was pitched at besides Avatar. Um, (laughs) And it is. It is one of the better. Is one of the better. um, For granted, it's a different genre in its own way in fantasy, whereas Game of Thrones is like grimdark fantasy, which is a completely different thing than Dragon Prince, which is almost like, I would say, um, what does Dragon say? Hope Punk? she calls it hope punk (laughs) in its own way
1: yeah
0: um so it's two different like sides of the same card i think but ultimately i think it's crafted better because there's there's something to be said about when something is planned out rather than just done for shock value um and i don't think the dragon prince does it does things for shock value everything has a meaning um including like Shoot, including the end of this season oh and by the way guys if you have not seen season three this is gonna contain major spoilers we're not gonna um this is a spoiler a spoilery reaction to it so if you haven't watched it yet um stop now and go watch season three finish it and then come back <laughs> um but even the end of the show i think the end of not the show the end of the season the end of the season um with veer and even that i'm pretty sh- pretty sure has a meeting and him being you know and dying and coming back is going to change him
1: zombie dad that's what he is zombie now.
0: dad <laughs> he's a terrible dad that's what he yeah,
1: is that, that that's also true
0: <laughs> yeah he's a terrible father we'll he does it, not that. deserve <laughs> jason as his voice actor jason is a wonderful kind mm-hmm. man and varen is not <laughs> at least not to everybody anybody but his daughter
1: yeah arguably I think, I think if you go back and watch listen to the interview that we did with him like it's a different perspective now after season three, because we record that before season three mm-hmm. aired. So uh, it's a bit different now what people might think about him, at least personally, yeah. I think about him a yeah. bit differently.
0: And since we're talking about the family, we might as well go on that topic first. Soren okay. and Claudia and Virin had a big, big part in this season. Like, you know, they have this, their family essentially fell apart. Um, <laughs> largely because Varen is a dick. <laughs> um like and here's the funny part that i keep thinking about he genuinely genuinely loves his daughter you see it he tells her that it's his little girl he defends her to air elbows, but he can't stand his own son and i don't know for the life of me why i'm gonna cry
1: again <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not actually gonna cry but like that actually gets me like really sad to think about because i mean apparently there is some sort of a reason why which is good because hating on him for no reason Messed up really, but yeah,
0: (laughs) I think it has something to do with his wife. After our last interview, I think they did mention that there are certain tilts there. Um, but you know, and it was more terrible because he's genuinely loves Claudia, he's genuinely capable of loving his child. It's not like you know, freaking Ozai, where Ozai was pretty much just like you know, he really didn't love Azula or Zuko. Mm -hmm viren genuinely loves claudia he's capable of it he just doesn't love soren specifically and that is like that's that that's how hurtful that he loves uh, a part of me this is my theory that either claudia is like his like her mom and viren kind of sees that or he sees the best of himself in claudia but whatever the case i think he sees the worst of himself in soren like soren doesn't He's not quote unquote special enough. And that reflects Viren's issues with himself of not being important or special. Mm-hmm. I think he sees the worst of himself in Sora. And that's why he can't really stand him.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting all the mirror imagery with Viren a lot. So, like, you know how you said reflect and stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's always, yeah. Staring. He would stare at himself in the mirrors like, you're worthless <laughs> which he's talking to himself. Um, yeah, so that could definitely have something to do with it. Which is sad, but the mirror imagery always intrigues me with
0: Maren. Yeah. You know that you mentioned it because I wasn't thinking about the fact that he literally has a lot of mirror imagery, but he does. Mm -hmm. Um, He has a lot of that. And then he's also, it's funny because the worst of himself is also the worst of Claudia, except more. And and there's actually, there's a moment at the very, very end where he comes, but where it's Claudia brings him back. He realizes that Claudia brought back to life um he's horrified at what she did he is like he's, that's
1: that was that, that was crazy he looks shook he is like he
0: he was horrified i think i don't know how that's gonna affect their relationship next season but he looked at claudia and he gasped and he realized what this little girl his little girl just did she what she just did and i feel like that might change things i think i almost wonder if he's scared of her now in a little bit like yeah, I you know, think,
1: I think that plus the combination of maybe whatever Aravos is gonna come, it's gonna come, you know, his uh, mm-hmm. out of his cocoon or whatever. It could be terrifying for Beren. He might kind of snap out of it, um, a little bit.
0: But too late though, you know. But oh, too yeah, late because the poor exactly. thing. It was like going to Claudia. Claudia, um, girl. <laughs> yeah, that she arguably. Um, was worse than Viren <laughs> arguably I would say not arguably because Viren was just personally bad Claudia so he, is like,
1: I mean he like did all he of was the bad, bad stuff all over too. the place <laughs> what, what but magic like, was
0: Claudia is like she's 16 years old and she's doing all this stuff the the thing that really like pushes that for me is like I said she brings Viren back from the dead and that terrifies veer and when he realizes what she did what she was capable of doing and you see the boot you see the boot at the end where so i think it's pretty heavily implied that she killed somebody which is different than the idea of rayla killing somebody as an assassin it's claudia did it like she this is this he is not supposed a duty to be dead <laughs> yeah he was murdered <laughs> she yeah. the dude was whoever that was was murdered <laughs> yeah that's <they're>, yeah
1: and <laughs> um yeah i don't know if like i mean i want her maybe to be redeemed but i don't want you like put it like that it's like maybe she doesn't deserve it now because of you know she murdered someone to bring her father back
0: yeah and you sympathize with her i sympathize you sympathize because yeah. we i think many of us have been that person we just don't want you know our lives to fall apart where we want to be in control and that's the thing she cannot accept things um, that aren't like the way she wants it. She cannot accept a lot of things. She, things have to go her way. And when they don't, she forces them to go her way. And here's the problem with Claudia because she has, and we've all felt that we, we just can't accept it. We just don't want it, you know? We want to be in control. But the problem with Claudia is that she has dark magic. She can make it happen if, if she, like, if she just does, has the right ingredients. And that's the terrifying part because she's been, Doing dark magic since she was a child and you know that's terrifying like she um has too much unnatural control and like you said is she does she deserve to be redeemed now because she did murder somebody um and that's kind of a Mm toss-up
1: yeah but um speaking of her brother which we mentioned a little bit about but i didn't (laughs) get a gush over him enough um I can't believe what happened. Like, he actually got redeemed, on the other hand, you know, opposite of his sister, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is, like, basically everything I could have hoped for as, like, a Soren huge Soren fan. I was not totally expecting it, like, this season. I always suspected if it was one of them, it would be him. Um, But I was just super happy about that. And he's, like, one of the best characters on the show now. I think most people would agree with that. I'm just he's totally done a 180 from him being a jerk to Callum or wanting to kill Ezrin, you know, at a point.
0: Yeah, and I think it was crafted well because I think if people know me, they know I wasn't the biggest fan of either of the the cheese there. <laughs> um, I was not, like, to me. I, Durant said, I still like to drag Claudia a little bit. You know, I still do. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, And obviously, she low-key deserves it at this point. But Soren really did... Um he really did pull through for pretty much everyone this season. And I think that he's, it shows that he deserves his crown guard position. He's is intelligent. Um, He is emotionally intelligent enough to see that his dad obviously doesn't care about him enough. Um, And his, what his dad's turning into what his sister's turning into. And um, he apologized to Calum, which I like seeing. Um, And I like Calum's reaction where it wasn't like, Super duper heartfelt, but he's like, "Oh, okay, you know, yeah, you know, love, you were jerk." I loved accepted hugs. it. But, <laughs> they
1: had a nice yeah. Hug,
0: yeah. It's like, yeah, you are a jerk. You were a jerk to me. I accepted it, but I also accept your apology now. Mm-hmm. um And now, Soren did really well this season. I loved him, and um I loved seeing him talk about being the ones to decide to that we should stay and fight because no matter what, we're ju- it's just going to get worse if we run and he makes a great point he knows his dad better than anyone that's like if we run um he's just gonna get more powerful and we need to face him here and now um and he acknowledges that his dad is complicated that you know and it's so sad it's terrible and then the terrible part too is when he quote unquote kills viren well mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: so sad. Like, he'd already been through enough that season. And then they make him, you know, face off against his dad, which is crazy. But also, you know, yeah, Soren was really, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. disturbed by, you know, the fact that he actually went through with it and actually could potentially would have killed his dad if that was the real version of him.
0: And you know what fun is terrible, too, is, like, if you ever see that positioning where Viren's standing between Claudia and Mm Soren, I feel like that's, like, the thing that, like, in a way, Soren has cut ties with um claudia and and such she's cut ties with them um because of that mm-hmm. um he's like that was the reverbial cutting um between them mm-hmm. like the the thing that severs his ties, is like killing their dad
1: yeah and not only that but like people i saw some people say that like him you know going you know leaving and then you know, growing facial hair is him re- representing him becoming a man and i'm like i'm not a fan of the facial hair i know people are but <laughs> I like that advice was it? like, yeah, he's growing up, he's not a boy anymore, really, and I
0: mean, I beautiful. suppose, yeah, that probably was i've uh, part of me wonders if that was intentional. I'm, I'm pretty as it sure. is. Like, we need to we need to show that like you know, time has passed, but then <laughs> yeah. again, the time jump was a little wonky there, but no, that makes sense,, yeah. um that he's become a man,
1: mhm exactly i'm
0: just sort of visually imagining his his little scruffy beard there nobody in this show grows like a real beard they just kind of get almost to the beard part like poor <laughs> grant how long was he was in that cell and that that thing was just like you know it's just double really
1: <laughs> Give, he needs to be in there longer i guess like, is that what you're saying
0: <laughs> yeah basically to grow a real beard just like a santa beard <laughs> but on the topic of killing people um wow everybody murdered somebody Basically, in, this show.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, in like, the Yeah, like, okay, children. so right. the first obvious one, Anya, which doesn't really surprise me in the <laughs> grand scheme of things because she's an OG. Like, she's been through this. She, like, she's been almost assassinated. This is not new. This is not no new condition for her. Like, obviously she has prepared herself and been prepared for this. I think it would be really cool if she and Ezrin to really talk and she could probably give him a lot of advice about being a monarch too um pr- from a practical position because she's done it basically since she was a baby
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> she
0: just grew up in the throne which is sad if you think about it but she's highly competent obviously um poor casef i mean he was a jerk anyway but yeah you know, he you, didn't really, i
1: don't i think no we way. all wanted to like him at first but then he just got worse time. <laughs>
0: I did because he was fine but yeah. you know he kept getting worse yeah. and worse and he kept talking to Ezra like he was a piece of piece of crap and then I was like stop that it's my boy
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, like but I still think, also think that k didn't deserve what Viren did to him too because at the end of the day k though a jerk for the most part um, was still only acting out of what he believed was right for the human kingdoms and basically for his dad who was almost killed you know, if you put yourself in his shoes and you um and um like Ezran or whoever isn't attacking, you know, they're not doing something about it, you get his point. You I don't the way he went about it was wrong, obviously, and there was also personality flaws there, obviously, but I don't think he deserved what nobody really deserves what Firin did to everybody.
1: Right. Yeah, that was what he did to Kesa was basically a death sentence. It seemed to you know, it physically changed him, maybe mentally too yeah. a bit. And so I, it's impossible to say what would have happened had he the battle ended and he was still like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, like can they go back? I don't know if they can. Um. So besides Anya killing somebody, Soren obviously killed somebody. Claudia killed somebody. Rayla, my girl, got her first kill, which. I know. Here's the thing that cracks me up. The thing, the reason why I'm slightly not excited. I'm okay. I'm excited about (laughs) that. I'm glad that it happened. One, it was virant, and two, um, I get dinged a little bit on my sides of the moon fanfiction. Um, For anybody who's ever read that, um, you know that she that spoiler that Rayla kind of embraces that side of her, and so I get I got dinged a couple times for Rayla being an assassin, essentially. (laughs) So. I want to point out that just because Rayla doesn't want to necessarily be an assassin in the show anymore. I granted, I'm not sure she's ever, she stated that, but she's not sure, you know, she's still kind of, she was kind of like in that in between, but that doesn't mean she's against killing people when she has to, like, that's not what that means. And so this kind of shows like there, she's willing to do what she has to, what she believes is right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and that meant, you know,
1: she thought she was gonna die too at that moment, so... I know. That was
0: crazy. <laughs> I know. And then the best scene happened afterwards and I'm dying.
1: Yep. And you thought Wings would be funny on Callum.
0: I did think they would be funny on Callum, but, you know, I'll take it. It still feels like it should be on his back, but, you know, I'll still take it. Yeah, I that'd been cool too. Somebody on Twitter <laughs> put... I put, um, a funny tweet on Twitter and somebody was like, um put that gif of iago where he's like look at me i'm so ticked off for molting and all i can think about now is Caleb just like is a molting because he's oh, so gosh. sad <laughs> yeah. you know but um i do want to see more of that magic um but there's a lot of murder this and just in general we're on the topic of murder there's a lot of there was violence i this. mean
1: there was a big <laughs> battle so it makes sense but yeah they really showcased it they didn't have too much off screen or there was yeah. a lot of, you know, front and center of that action. And it was gruesome.
0: From size, from the first scene, there was violence. Right. Like, let's, okay, Zayard, I think that's how you say his name. Zayard, he got burned, like, to, like, ashes. Was, and then you've yeah. Sol Regan's eyes got Sol- burned he out. He literally got his, like, out of his head, okay? Like, they're not there anymore, guys. So, from the first scene, and it just got worse and worse and worse. So there was very violent this season. and we're talking about violent. Let's talk about the one thing too Viren did that kinda creeped me out. Um and I think everybody of Virin saved Sarai's last dying breath.
1: I can't believe he did that. Oh, that like, dude, you, I don't know. I mean I know dragging her would have not been like dragging her body or something it, it like would have been like to try to, you know Save her save her something but that would have probably a been efficient out. but like are you serious dude you just carry that around to cash your people's last breaths or something <laughs>
0: Who just, he, just, he just pulls a jar out wait a minute don't die you know I know. Then, hold your breath for one second like on a sad note that's yeah. the last thing sir i probably saw is that viren literally co- not coining he's done that to other things he's um jarring her last breath and then he pre- proceeds to what nine years later presented to her widowed, tra- grieving husband like, what who is supposedly his best friend biering <laughs>
1: dude my dude
0: <laughs> bro i don't know like that ain't it chief <laughs> that ain't it <laughs> like that shouldn't be funny that shouldn't be but-
1: that's how messed up it is who does that biering does that he's is- he is has definitely has a mind for using anything for you know potential dark magic spells and you know that comes in handy when it comes to saving the dragon prince later so you know
0: yeah the only thing about that too is that the problem is that a lot of the okay so i know that we have like a history with elves and everything we have aravos, but a lot of the contemporary issues everybody's dealing with is just because veering could not stay in his own lane okay (laughs)
1: okay yep. so we talked about harrow, this for sure
0: yeah. yep harrow is prepared to share the burden with the, with the with the fellow kingdom okay with duran understandable that you wouldn't want that to happen so he proceeds to go in but it's his idea to go and get the magma titan heart. it's his i'm gonna say it, it's his fault that sarai had to go out and save him because he's the only one who could do it. i know he wanted to help and so it's not like he was evil about it but, you know, he also didn't necessarily think about the fact that he's the only one that can do this spell. Without him, all this is for nothing, and that's true. So Sarai dies, saving him, and that affects him. Um, so then that leads for us to him, nine years later, proposing to kill Thunder, which they do, because Dragon said it best. <laughs> she said, Harrow has sometimes has the backbone of a chocolate eclair. <laughs> he, le- he lets Vera talk him into this, but also lets Vera. Viren- go and try to kill the dragon prince. A lot of the issues we're dealing with is because Viren cannot stay in his own lane. Like, mind your own business, dude. I mean,
1: I respect that he tried to, you know, he came from probably yeah. a lot less than Harrow and yeah. he worked his way up. But I respect that, too. I guess, I don't know, it's a bit tricky because, like, you know, Harrow, Harrow's a good king and he should have just respected that, his
0: choices. There's also, but there was also a sense that, one thing, people change for the worse, and two um the world to hell is paved with good intentions which veron i think embodies that to a t like he had good intentions you see that he was a good man he might have even been a good father to soren at one point but like he's really lost his way a lot mm-hmm. and i think after sarai's death um i think i won't say it hurts pride but i think it hurt him as a person that um that's like it affected him that his worth as a human being to himself good point good point <laughs> yeah there's weird dragon baron i'm so sorry jason if you're listening to it to this we love you you are an amazing person i
1: was i mean honestly it's after season two i was ready to defend him with some points like <laughs> i felt like you know them getting the heart of the magmatine. that was i felt like that was valid yeah. enough to save because yeah. harrow was just like okay half of you know a bunch of our people can die i'm like excuse me <laughs> that's kind of weird okay you're just gonna let a lot of people die you're gonna be fine Harold, mm-hmm. of course because you got the food you're royal food but um, This is fair. That's very fair. Yeah, and then, so I understood because, Viren there, but, mm-hmm. you know, season three, no. That's, that's not Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah, actually, Harrow and Viren's relationship is very um, interesting, and also they're both really good examples of men who want to be good or think they're doing good things, or want to do good things, and just don't do it well. Because, like, Viren, yeah, absolutely, you respect that he's trying to find a solution to fix the problem. He wants to save people, too. He's prepared to you know let the people endure what they people of duran endure, endure what they have to because it's not his kingdom well that's a fair thing to say um harrow makes decisions that are theoretically just and they are just but justice is not always kind justice mm-hmm. is sometimes very destructive and very um some i would not say nonsensical but it don't it doesn't always think straight he's very he's almost too far on the other side of the scale yeah yeah exactly yeah you put them together and you get two love these two characters but that idea of going to go kill the dragon king with just the two of them yeah that
1: was not really needed but viren was like very convincing
0: (laughs) yeah like it just comes up like obviously it's been bothering you but also too it's just the two of them you two decided you two Men of infinite wisdom decided that it would be a good idea to just the two of you <laughs> to go into the heart of Zadia and kill the dragon king by yourselves. No protection, no nothing. Just ride until you kill him. And I'm just like, this is a terrible idea. From like beginning to end, this is a terrible idea. No wonder, Ver- no wonder Harold was just like, yeah, that was my bad.
1: <laughs>
0: yep. that being said that being said it was it's well written that being said um dragging these two a little bit because it's two men who are clearly flawed and not executing their plans very well um and don't think of and they're thinking through emotion they're not really thinking about the consequences of their actions you know they're just thinking about sarai's dead but she wouldn't have wanted any of that oh yeah definitely Um, not poor sarai (laughs) she's just watching all this from Zadie in heaven like what are you doing (laughs) Hey guys, so really quickly before we get back to the episode, um, me and Haley are really wanting to do transcriptions for the podcast episodes, especially for hard of hearing people, but those transcriptions do cost money. My beloved friend Jill is willing to come to do those transcriptions, but I will settle for nothing less than compensating her. These episodes are like 40 minutes long, sometimes longer. And so about 40 bucks will usually cover it, most of the episode at least. Um, but it's really hard for me and Haley to both, um, try to get that out of our pockets. Um, we are all busy college students. We all have like extra expenses. So we are setting up a Patreon that we would really appreciate you, um, contributing to donating to, um, so we can get these transcriptions out, um, on a semi-timely manner, or at least try to get them out, um, for hard of hearing people. We will announce all that on the Twitter page and on Tumblr, all these official announcements, um, but just a heads up and probably going to be implemented in next episode or two. So please consider donating to that and let's get back to the episode. Okay. But now so, we have the
1: Dragon Prince show, so it needs to happen. Yeah,
0: which is fair. And we have Zim yeah. and I love him. Right. He was so adorable this season. He's so adorable. He was just Rayla and Callum's son the entire season. Mm-hmm. And he's so cute. He's so cute. He's, he's, got a, he's got a little spunk too. He's just like, you know, when Nick's tried to like wake Cal- Ray, like Callum up. He's just like, get away. Go away. Shoo. You <laughs> tried to kidnap me yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's great. And I can't wait to see him. We got to see a little bit, him use a little bit of his powers, which is really cool. He used, like, a lightning attack for the first time, like a real one against Viren. That was pretty cool. Even yeah, You didn't yeah. do anything? I thought it was cool.
0: He didn't do anything. But he tried. He mm-hmm. tries, my boy. My dragon boy. He tries. Mm-hmm. He's spunky. Um... Yeah, and so um let's see what other topic are we going on. Um I know
1: what you want to talk about.
0: We're going to talk about Raylan. I'll be damned if you people are fools if you think I'm not going to talk about this. Um won. 1. The only thing I want now is for them not to break up or have some nonsensical drama. Just don't mess with them. Continue to I mean some drama is fine. But like don't <laughs> break them up for some like some BS reason of why people can be good exes. I don't care, okay? Don't do that.
1: Yeah, I think it um, would make sense
0: to still- first First,
1: for some people that might not know for some reason, Raylum is Callum and Rayla and their ship and how they are now canon, which is, it happened. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't
0: get more canon in this at this point. Season one was like, you know, oh man, they'd be cute. I shipped it in season one, um, two. So it's like, Oh man, they would be cute together. Season three is like, they will they will have beautiful children, basically. <laughs> that is basically season three. It's like they're gonna get married and have beautiful children and be a loving family and nothing. And I will speak that into existence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, they were so cute this season. Uh, they had like seven kisses. Mm-hmm. I I can't even decide which one's my favorite. I think it's the one where they're on the storm spire, and like he when they um and she wakes her up because he does that breathing spell yes and so like they have this they like and Callum is so cute they have that little um he gave that little smile every time he pulls back from kissing her because I love like the I love it when Callum does a lot of the initiating for affection but they both did it so well and they both were so cute and um and I love how Rayla's like mortified every time it's like oh my god you know like yes she's so tiny and embarrassed and she's just like oh my god i can't believe we just kissed in front of Ezrin, you know <laughs> it's like please don't judge me and poor Ez- and not well not poor Ezra's just like i left you guys alone for like a week like at <laughs> best like a week maybe two like i, I love- did not expect this
1: i love how it took him a second to process what was happening <laughs> when they kissed i know
0: he's just like what, what does he say he-, like- he says hey that's not part of the spell oh my sweet summer child (laughs) that's so funny
1: yes (laughs) And,
0: and then we have to talk about the scene at the end where she's falling to her death because she's about to sacrifice herself to kill viren like a good girl and callum literally like he's just like no he cannot lose her like this and this boy, mind you, he doesn't know that this is gonna work. He leaps. They're gonna live together, or they're gonna die together. Yeah. Either way, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna catch her. You know, he's no matter what, this is gonna happen. And so he catches her, and it's the be- beautiful moment. And I noticed too when they kiss, they like soar into the air, and basically all the railings perfect. And I need more of it what i personally want more of is i really want like more of the cap the raylam relationship coming into contact with rayla's actual like family renan athari her parents if they ever get out of their financial situation you know <laughs> i really want to see that because one of the things this season i we got a little glimpse of that i really want more of and i think we will um especially with more when renan becomes more relevant again i think in like season four hopefully um is her home like she was so excited to sew Callum her home
1: I want to see a moonberry surprise I really want to, <laughs> I, need to I know more. like what does the this look place. like I also <laughs> really want to see
0: um I really want to see art and I want to see um what Silver Grove like looks like I want a map of Silver Grove, and I hope in the game we would maybe get to explore that yes place. go
1: inside each of the houses a little yeah yeah
0: place. I want to see this place for largely fan fiction purposes <laughs> but I still want to see it like I really do I think that, and I love the place that she grew up it's almost like, it's almost a lot what I imagined oh so before I forget it Layla literally grew up in a village hidden in the trees she hidden in the leaves she literally grew up in a like a little in a village hidden in the leaves so literal like Naruto child there <laughs> um, Yes. for anybody who doesn't know you should know but you but if you don't in Naruto, Rayla, you know, in Naruto, he grows up in Konoha, which is like the village hidden in the leaves. And Rayla, you know, does the Naruto run. So there's the connection. She literally grew up in a village hidden in the leaves.
1: I can't I believe I was... this is an anime. Holy
0: crap! <laughs> it's also the same anime though that has people like take each other's eyes out for like eye powers. It's just batshit insane at That's some sad. point. And um, <laughs> but um, something I noticed about Silver Grove is that which is the place Rayla grew up at is that it's sunny before the illusion it's not sunny after the illusion so do they just have no sunlight there is it what's do they get daytime
1: I think yeah I think it's just magically dark all the time Like that's my guess
0: why like I know because I know the moon shadow is they know they're moon shadow elves, but that's going to be terrible for your vision. Well actually I don't they're, know. I think they're, it, they're, no, fine. they're yeah.
1: probably fine. <laughs> they so, they're, I mean Yeah, there's
0: any <laughs> if anybody from the show is listening to this, please help us know, understand why it's always shadowy. Like I know they're moon shadow elves, but that doesn't literally mean they need to have like be in the dark all the time. When there's light, there's shadows. That's a thing. If they <laughs> So I'm just I'm yeah. curious about that, or is that was just an atmospheric? They, big... they like
1: the aesthetic, the darkness.
0: They're extra. If that's true, all Moon Shadow Elves are just extra. <laughs> yeah, but it would make sense. Um, yeah, I definitely. Want I was to so excited it, though. I was so excited though to see Rayla be so excited about her home. She so talks about how where I grew up, where I went to school, and it's like, oh, I want to see little Rayla with her little backpack um
1: <laughs> that's cute and just going to
0: school and did they did runon and ethari go to her teacher conference mm-hmm. and like was she a troubled child or was she like a good like best student in the class or like like what was what was it like growing up there that's what i really i love that domestic stuff and i really want callum to kind of eventually become um a part of that yeah. in a way right. like i want him to see witness this and see it um and <sighs> i love
1: i don't know with like nine episodes a season relaxing is not something they can do much of sadly
0: yeah i do want more episodes per season i get though it's hard to like do that um um but i hope we see more like in the extra stuff in like the books i want to see more in like um i don't know even comics like even if they commissioned comics to like hey here's a script you know I think you can almost hire a fan artist at this point to do it.
1: Yeah, I think well, <laughs> I think the world of the Dragon Prince is so interesting that I would yeah, comics would be great for it.
0: Yeah, it would. Like I really want I, I want more. I want extra stuff. I want the little domestic stuff that we don't get to see every day. Like I think that my favorite thing about her going home was the seeing Athari and by the way, Atari, I love him so much. Yes. He's wonderful and he really kind of fills a lot of the he fills a lot of the picture of what Rayla's family life was because he even says, I told Renan that you were too good hearted for the work of an assassin, you know? So obviously there was, you know, a family and obviously there were a family, a family unit. There. And you get the sense of who was who, um, that Athari probably played a very, um, and you even see in the little credit picture, he played probably very, I wouldn't say soft. He played um, a very nurturing role um versus Renan, who was probably nurturing, but also a bit more of the like um, how do I say this um,
1: I don't know, I'd say he's more, the more stern
0: figure, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, the stern figure, and so there's this family unit, and I really want to see that, mhm, I
1: agree, and I know talk, so yeah, talk, speaking of that, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, it happened, I mean, it was confirmed basically from season one, you know, people even like oh, yeah. people <laughs> in the credits were like, who is this elf?' Why is he making this pen, this uh, you know, necklace that Runan happens to be wearing in that first episode? Gasp.
0: And then it was like low-key confirmed on accident and then yeah. it wasn't. And so um I we have it right now written down as Runari, but I'm pretty sure the fandom is more or less deciding that it's Ruth, um Ruthari, which honestly I'm go I'm down with that because I can't say thari without accidentally saying Ruthari. Um <laughs> Ruth, i can't
1: you know? i don't know I, i'll i see i guess i I'll, i just put what i thought of first but
0: i'm pretty okay. sure that it's kind of becoming with though i keep seeing it oh. um i love i love the, the little glimpse of their relationship though i want more i'm assuming we're gonna get more as Renan becomes more and more relevant but um again my poor my, my poor assassin guy um but you see that they're very loving and i really like that kiss that was a well animated kiss mm-hmm
1: That was great, and also definitely for, you know, a show for children, uh, it's basically unprecedented, except for, like, maybe Voltron, which we don't talk about. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Not up in this house. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, it is pretty. It is. Actually, you know what? Um, It's way better than Voltron, because Voltron did that crap where it was, like, not even.
1: It was in the very last frame, basically, of the show.
0: Yeah, so if you don't to, watch the very last to, frame, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't count.
1: Unnamed. I mean, not unnamed, but you wouldn't know unless you read like the subtitles. Of what the guy, Shiro. Well, was I don't. Was the I don't one. remember his
0: name. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember his name. But if you like um, Voltron,
1: that that's totally fine. I I still enjoyed a lot of it. So I just I, I like Voltron, a lot of us had issues that, with the, but the ending.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you respect Voltron, that's fine. Um, you know the deal. we don't have to explain that it's going to get dragged a little bit from time to time it's just the law and the land yeah Um, but going back to Ruth Rathari here um I think it was a really nice glimpse into their like relationship because it's obvious that they're very much in love um and shout out to god forgive me for if I'm saying your name wrong Hannah or I think it's Anna or anna um on hyfer we're just gonna go with hyfer because i really don't want to mispronounce your name hyfer and dorothy yang on twitter who have been doing these really cool art and their character designers on the show so it's not like canon canon but it's like semi-canon um material uh of sorry how runon is just so like smitten with athari i love athari's design too Mm -hmm. like i don't know why none of us just thought about oh well not none of us I think everybody thought he was a Sunfire Elf and then he'd be dark or a Moonshadow. Oh, elf I, always, I always thought skin. he was
1: Moonshadow. I've always you had the saying. impression that they don't mix like that. It was kind of confirmed. Like, that's not... You don't see that too often, but I respect yeah. people that wanted him to be Sunfire.
0: <laughs> the reason why I actually thought he was a, if I knew he was a Moonshadow Elf was because his tattoos. Um, mm-hmm. Sunfire Elves don't have the same design that they do. Moonshadow Elves have the way Azari was designed. It's like, no, you look like a Moonshadow. You don't look... Like a sunfire elf, yeah. At all, yeah. For and sure. so, but I love how though he kind of got good look combined that, oh, yeah. Ithari is dark skinned. He's just a moonshot elf at the same time, and I thought that was like, yeah. And I love his design on his face, his tattoos. It's very well for his because for his like, his face is pretty chiseled. I'd say he's got a really <laughs> nice, like very jawline. I'm an artist. I can't help it, you know. Like like his tattoos like really follow the contour of his face. Whoever put those tattoos on knew what they were doing. Like. I just love his design. Mm-hmm.
1: He's great. I, I'm i just so glad he got a a, a good role in the season. Like, I mean, even though he was only in one episode, he's around. He was and, pertinent. And he's, he it has a big pertinent. impact on the season, for sure. Or on the series, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, like, without it's, him.
0: It's a pertinent... Or they- it wasn't like a complete throw. It wasn't a lot of screen time, but it was pertinent. And I thought it gave us a very good emotional view into... Rayla and her family life and Renan and their relationship and it was a very good emotional fact and his own you know feelings about what happened to Renan his own feelings about Rayla um like he forgives Rayla for what happened and he doesn't understand um also shout out to his voice actor I think his name is Vincent Gale did a wonderful job um and like I love how we get little things where he's very humorous you know trees to meet you too Mm -hmm. um he's very soft and there's um he holds Rayla's hands and it just it's obvious there's very a lot of very little things that you see that may give you clues into what type of person he's like I feel like I know with Thari now in a way like I want to see him mm-hmm.
1: and I'm sure we will I'm sure like they're gonna give us more I'm like they better pretty confident yeah, yeah they better yeah <laughs> but so no, the, speaking other yeah now yeah. <laughs> we both had the Are... same thought
0: there go ahead <laughs> Janiyah um that was lovely i can't i'm I'm gonna say too. my first the the first scene that really made me cry in this show was when janai um sees her sister which i really want to name for her um be disintegrated and she is and was it amaya tackles her and holds her because she knows that pain of losing a sister and she cries and that shit makes me cry every time but their relationship was so cute
1: Oh my gosh, losing older sisters, bros. I know! Oh gosh, that's what they
0: are. huh oh, that I sucks, know. man. Their relationship, I think their relationship was done really cutely, um, they didn't get as much screen time, but it was also very, I think, natural, where it was just like, oh, obviously, you guys are bonding really quickly, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, at first, like, I knew a lot of people shipped them, so mm-hmm. I was like, why? I mean, they're just fighting, you know? <laughs> but then, after this season, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is really cute, and
0: I mean, no, it's you don't even time. gotta ask why it's not it's it's pretty obvious and then at the same time <laughs> um like there are certain fandom rules that we all know i'm not gonna go out and say them but you know that 'cause that'd that be a very long list yeah. but we all know why because um two warrior ladies fighting that's gonna be a lot a ship. of people
1: like that yeah i just personally like i was like oh we're all everyone's shipping them now okay but now yeah I i get where they're coming from now now it's it's better and i can i totally agree with it like yes
0: that being said i think also too is really it was also easily um seen that they are two warriors of honor who probably respect the other warrior of honor Mm -hmm. aside from just being two ladies two um antish um age ladies uh fighting and being very aesthetically pleasing to the eye together yeah
1: I, i mean that's canon that they respect they have you know respect for honorable warriors and stuff so that's that's awesome
0: yeah um and I thought they were really cute I thought that it was like very um I like how it was very casual too with them it was just like yeah she thinks I'm cute but she hasn't admitted it yet yeah that Which was pretty a, sure for those that said, don't know sorry.
1: that was something Amaya signed and that's amazing
0: <laughs> yeah and then I and I don't know if anybody could tell this but I'm dark-skinned so I know what I know what when I see it that Janai was um blushing too when she said that so part of me wonders I was like. Did you learn a little bit of sign language or linguistics, as Kazi calls it? (laughs) Because obviously you know what she's saying a little bit. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure by next season she'll be fluent. While we're on
0: the topic of Janaya, speaking of which, so Janaya's sister's dead, so that means she's queen of the Sunfire House, technically. What is that going to do for Janaya? Like, does that mean that like you know a general of catullus is gonna be in a relationship with the queen of the sunfire Elves. that's, like, that's crazy actually couple. wow okay <laughs> that's a power couple but then politics it's like what if it's like you know forbidden romance again uh, and <laughs> uh, forbidden romance like, i mean is there
1: anyone above the sunfire queen like i mean like for the sunfire elves like it seems like if she says it's okay then it's okay you know
0: Pretty sure that she she's she's cool with it, but then there's the but there's the politics of the situation, mm-hmm. and like, can Amaya commit to that relationship? True, which I hope she can, because how funny would that be? That you know she's over here being like, you know, the elves are the worst, you know, moonshadow elves, the worst kind, and it's like, you know, basically her Callum is, she is Callum's aunt. Let, let me tell you, you know, Callum falls in love with an elf, and then you know. Maya is basically like word you know basically this season <laughs> that's basically what happens mm-hmm. but
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see where um, they go with them and I, I I, hope I mean their relationship moves forward next season
0: yeah I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure there was something Raylan was going to talk about but we can move on because I don't remember what it is exactly I, I mean, um, but
1: speaking of which uh, for more rep um, we have Kazi which you mentioned before and yes, they're ni- non binary, he- which you don't see too often in animated shows in general, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, they are indeed non binary. Um, and they were so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was adorable how Janai just follows, um, goes through the fire thing, and Kazi's just like, Yeah, I don't do that. I'm gonna need to go through a door. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: I don't, they probably can't go into heat being mode.
0: no actually i think it was just confirmed today um, on the official (laughs) that yeah um everybody can't do that which is fair you know not all of us can become heat being people Mm -hmm. yeah
1: (laughs) so they're amazing and i love their like they're just kind of nervous all the time and that's Mm -hmm. relatable so (laughs) great exactly
0: uh let's see what's our next list of things our next list of things okay the elves and dragons and the magic and dark magic. There yeah, was a lot of that all season.
1: the Zadian stuff in general, basically, which was amazing. And like I said before, in my review, I wish the whole show could be in Zadia to be honest
0: yeah like we don't need to go back to the human kingdoms it's not exciting it's not even exciting anymore now that i've been to zadia (laughs) i've seen zadia and i can't wait for the video game so we can explore it like i don't even want to go to the human kingdoms anymore i just want to go to zadia and i want to explore everything it's
1: right we haven't even seen Mm -hmm. four of the kingdoms yet (laughs) so or however there's too much
0: there's too much to this yeah there's a lot in the world like i and i see like there's just um, so much like there's not enough episodes for really to see everything. And there's so much plot. Mm-hmm. Like um, we need those books. I need books and stuff so I can figure out what the heck's going on here. <laughs> um, some of us would like to even um, maybe make 3d environments. For, like I'd love to, if anybody out there is a 3d artist and wants to like make up a Zadian like place, you know, be forever grateful so we can just explore it already. Like, <laughs> Or even anybody awesome. you know who's listening on production, like maybe you can just like you know do a little thing and like let us walk through Zadia, <laughs> which I know is the video game. I yeah. just want it now. We'll see. But speaking I mean, of which, yeah. the government. Um, I'm really we obviously saw the Sunfire Elves had a queen. Um, don't know what the Moonshadow Elves do. I'm wondering, are they individual villages? Is that the only Moonshadow Elf place? Um, I doubt it. But um, how are they? How's their government structure? I really want to see. I basically want to see more of Silver Grove. <laughs> really badly. We get
1: it, okay. <laughs> you wanna see Silver Grove. I mean, same. But
0: But I'm no I'm generally curious about their government though, like yeah. who heads it because the one thing I noticed in the with the in the magic big was that um Rayla doesn't believe that Athari would do the the banishing spell, but he does. So that begs the question, is this something that they do as a village and each person decides or um Interesting, is it decided yeah. by the head yeah so like the, the magic aspect of that is very curious mm-hmm.
1: yeah wonderful i mean i yeah definitely i want to learn more about
0: moonshadow elf culture in
1: general like yeah all the elf cultures i mean and then i mean i want to talk about skywing elves because we finally saw one uh, finally. Three. <laughs> and they're all they're amazing they're i love different than i expected but that's a good difference <laughs> they have like uh I don't know an English accent or something. <laughs> they have funny. something
0: yeah. because I swear to God that um, Nick's had like an Australian accent, right? But I or think it was also supposed to be it was British
1: Cockney accent, I think, which is like a yeah. British one. But then it was different than Ibis's, which I mean we've seen with elves, yeah. it's not the same. So it's like, yeah. why can't you be consistent, Joe? They don't live that far apart.
0: <laughs> but then again, maybe they do. Well, we yeah, don't yeah, know for Nick's.
1: Yeah, we a uh, good point. She she might be from somewhere far off.
0: Because like I said, if moon shadows maybe have different villages, maybe sky elves have different places. Sunfire elves might not all live in the in the city, you know, in Luxaria. They might not all live, all live there. Um, speaking of which, all the accents were great, even in um, the sunfire elves. I love listening to the sunfire elves and then they're French. Yes. Um, for sure. Love that. So I wonder then um, uh, ocean elves and then what's the other elves? Earth blood earthblood elves. Yeah, earthblood elves. I wonder... And I think they...
1: I wonder if Callum's accent was accurate, or if he was just because it did seem like Australian, right?
0: I think. Yeah, I think Callum's just being (laughs) Callum. Yeah, Um, but it could be accurate. But it did Um, seem like Australian.
1: Honestly, it did seem like he knew stuff about Earthblood, like because he mentioned I don't know, like the antler thing. He's like, I'm one with the antlers, right? I think he said that. Yeah. And, yeah, the one with the antlers. Yeah, so I wonder, like, how much humans know in general about elves and the
0: different types. Seems like a little. That bit actually, that raises a question: Do earth elves have antlers and not horns?
1: Yeah, I think that was what got me. That's what got me excited about that sentence. Is that huh. kind of confirmed? Because that's I'm what curious. fans were like: Give them antlers. <laughs> so yeah, uh, instead of horns, and I, I'm all for that. I'm totally for that.
0: Yeah, so that's curious. <laughs> um, also, there were so many dragons this season.
1: Yes. <laughs> there were so many
0: dragons. I love... Dragons everywhere. I love
1: <laughs> dragons. And, I mean, first, Regum, Very big. Very big. Yes, uh, blind. very big. A
0: jerk. Mean. But
1: cool design, yes. still.
0: <laughs> he does have a cool design. Um, he is a jerk, though I can't... I can understand... Why he might feel that way after you know the whole eye thing, like yeah. that might upset you after a few you, centuries. Somebody
1: called it blind hate, and that's I think perfect for what. Yeah, it, that's what it is. is.
0: <laughs> um, that's what exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the dark magic this season. Um, I noticed that Claudia, um, was able to do a lot of stuff. I and you know what? I think I pieced it together. She was able to do all those things. I think because she had power source, the staff. She had that staff. You know, mm-hmm. um under staff is going to become hers now.
1: Oh, good point. Because she's using it. She, it, I, I hand it down. That. I mean, it's like, yeah, hand me down. Viren doesn't. Nope, Viren's not.
0: Not exactly the big that. shot anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the dark magic in the season was really like intense. Um, I was really saddened actually. Um, and we're gonna dip slightly into Callum here, but I was really saddened to see sarai spear have that happen because it feels like a very sacred object and it's essentially gone forever like it's there obviously but it's stuck in in thunder's chest Mm -hmm. and it that there's no place for it to be like that's sarai's spear that's his mother's spear it should callum should have sarai's spear to remember her but he doesn't because it was used in a terrible act of dark magic and it feels it just feels very perverse i'm not mad but i'm a little bit sad that you know um i'm a little bit sad that Veer, that that spear is right there
1: mm-hmm. yeah but i mean speaking I of thunder i mean we got he yeah. got to hear him talk which is really cool um yeah. yeah but sadly he passed while he got murdered so we knew that happened, but <laughs> we saw Did it happen. Now, I, that was like a really sad scene. I Yeah.
0: It was. was. <laughs> it really was. And he cried. And, you know, it, it's terrible Can you imagine this poor Zubayatu um, just giving birth to her egg and losing her mate on the same day? And losing her egg after she gave birth to it just then?
1: Yeah, I wonder if they know where, <laughs> if they have an idea of where she went or why. If that's like a dragon thing or she was out hunting or... Uh, yeah, some other reason because
0: that is was she? There?
1: Why she was gone? And I'm assuming like, it's some
0: kind of dragon thing, maybe like whatever they do as you know, dragons. Um,
1: yeah,
0: I think there are instances of that that, and then somebody has to guard. Um, but that's another question too that we need to know more about, like the dragons and their way of life and how they do stuff, and mm-hmm. like how does the does the quote unquote monarchy of the dragons work? Is it just that he's the most powerful creatures and so he's king? you know or like how does that law work i guess for them and it's probably not really like very concrete it's probably very decentralized and that it's not a like a government government it's more like whatever thunder says that's law now in a way because Uh who's gonna challenge him except for Varen. yep obviously
1: and look what happened
0: (laughs) yeah it's really you know what's really sad about um thunder avizandum dying too. as he's turning turned to stone he's breaking apart Yeah, that was fell. that
1: was the worst part turning yeah the stone while also his arm breaks off which is like bro yeah it, it just got worse like you didn't have to do that i showed that <laughs>
0: but i know it's so sad and you feel you feel bad even though like, you know that avizandum like hates humans
1: and he you know we saw him kill you know three queens in one go
0: so yeah to be fair, um, to be fair, they were not exactly supposed to be there, and they did kill an innocent magma titan. Like it was an entirely unfair judgment on his part, even though, um, it's still terrible that it happened that he did yeah. it. It's, it's they knew what was going to happen if they went in there and what they were doing. Sarai just went because Carol was going, and she stands by him, and you respect that. But they knew what they were doing, and if they got caught, what would happen? So you, I know why they did it. But there's a sense of which you brought it on yourself. And I feel like I feel like maybe some other um options were maybe not explored. Um mm-hmm. uh, I feel like you could have maybe asked other human kingdoms, you could have also explored some other options maybe before you did that. Maybe <laughs> tried diplomacy even with the elves, like even consider it. But you know, I feel like Viren just jumped the dark magic gun and here we are. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it's in short, things were in fault. But <laughs> the magic this season was cool, though the Ventus Spiralis. Um, that was cool. That was super cool. Breathing, that's important.
1: Manus pl- um, Pluma Balances also really yes, cool, as we mentioned before, used
0: perfectly. Cool.
1: Also want to uh, give a shout out to Ibis. I loved him. Yes. love him. He's great. He's- I heard that he was our. There was a tweet that he was originally supposed to be like an old man or old you know, elf. <laughs> But then the animation studio was like, now nah, we're going to make him hot. <laughs> and now... All right, are. animation studio. I agree with this. Of course. I of like action. your way of
0: thinking. I like <laughs> your way of thinking. It's like, he should. I love how he's just like, you know, he's kind of toned and everything. Speaking of magic, while we're on this subject, um, Calvin sleeveless. I okay. realize... Okay, <laughs> okay I'm, I'm going... Have a, I have a point here. Um You know, with his whole Madness, Plumas, Volantis thing, two things. One, is he going to get, like, elf tattoos now because of that? Because without that, out the runes on his arms, it's not going to work. Two, he's going to have to go sleeveless from now on because it's really impractical to think he's just going to tear jackets every time that happens. Good point, actually. So... Um, so I'm not gonna have to do some, you know, moon elf regimen, you know. But between Soren and Rayla, I think they can figure it out. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah,
1: I want to see that work out. Them, yeah, Soren and Rayla training Callum to be buff. <laughs>
0: yeah, like you know, I think the fandom already has latched onto it. Like no matter what you what anybody says, no, Callum is toned. Like that's just how this is. I'm sure Rayla doesn't mind anyway. But like, <laughs> but like, you know boy gotta you know gotta get some protein lift you know do something
1: yeah i'm sure someone knows the best ways for that
0: (laughs) he's not that bad honestly he's not super duper skinny Like, i don't think he's like bone skinny honest to god like we just it's just like the proportions of him being you know like 15 which i'm sure that as we get older Mm -hmm. it's gonna be different um yeah like he's he's only a 15 year old like young man and he's got like I don't think they really, they don't stop going until like 25. So speaking on the topic, I want a time skip really bad.
1: Yes. Which, uh, I mean, I'm excited for any time skip in general. Although, I mean, there is a way to mess that up. But for the most part, I do enjoy time skips. And it seems like this is a good point for that. As long as they don't like, a lot of stuff happens and they just kind of expect you to, I don't know, kind of, oh, that happened. Okay. And not explain it but I don't, don't
0: think, think they'll the do that though.
1: Would, yeah. The show wouldn't do that, but yes. And there has been a theory. Somebody think it was like Leolandia on, or that's, that's his name on uh
0: Leonandia. Leo I Na- think I
1: that's like the name you have on Twitter, but then you had that, that what do you call it? The username, which is different, but yeah, he probably knows. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, there's a theory that since it's, uh, there's been like some, I guess it wasn't during Comic-Con maybe, I honestly cannot remember for the life of me what the creators sometimes say to me but there mm-hmm. has been Star Wars parallels so we might expect a three year time skip if that Ooh. is the case to Star Wars because it was a three year time skip from New Hope to I guess Empire Strikes Back I believe uh, I might Lord be getting please. that wrong <laughs> it's in a while. because then,
0: cause then that's like three years of development right. Callum is like almost 18 Rayla's 18 already you could
1: definitely uh, be swole then <laughs>
0: hmm <laughs> i can't believe we're talking about this but yes i really want that yeah um, but and my first thought
1: was only a few months have passed but i wouldn't be mad if it was a couple years
0: maybe soren has a whole beard a whole ah, beard don't instant. do this <laughs> soren has like a whole beard shanai and and so i'm um, not right. and amaya are married <laughs> maya's like you know a human elf queen whatever yeah whatever i'll take it Ezrin, Ezrin. he's a preteen. he's king i want to see what they're gonna do um with Ezrin as far as that as he gets older because it'd be so cute if he ended up taking on corvus's hair um which oh. we're gonna say a shout out to corvus i'm always still pleasantly surprised and delighted by corvus i love that he became big brother um To Ezra, I love that so much. I love him. God, I would date him if he was a real human being. He's so sweet. He's so, yeah, he's so loyal and so loyal. He's a catch. (laughs) I love him. He's good with children. Oh, I, I, he deserves more love. Um,
1: if you're um, out there, Akuno's single.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am, and I really like the chorus. Um, on the, on the, uh, on a tangent of that. So one thing I was very pleased with this season, personally for myself, is that I was right about everybody. If anybody's ever read any of my fix, um, I have plans for things happening um in my fix. And basically everybody's characterization was right for me. I wanted to ask, actually, we didn't get to ask um the creators this, but I wanted to ask would Aravos be willing to use Soren and Claudia? He was. Um if in my H in my How to Try Train Dragon A um alternate universe, Love Amongst the Dragons, um Soren actually leaves his dad. Um because his dad was willing to in this I haven't written this yet, but his dad was literally willing to bait um to use Soren as bait when he's saving him, when Soren goes in to save his dragon. And Virin is willing to allow him to do that. Like he's like he basically just like dismisses it. He's like Use the, and uses that and so Soren leaves his dad because basically he realizes yeah you're willing to let me die and so, which is really what happened so I'm just like I was right about everybody mm-hmm. do me <laughs> which I know is a real tangent for everybody but like I'm just pleased with that on the topic of fan fiction though there's a lot of decisions though I made now that are coming up in my fan fictions in Size of the Moon and in Gail's Yesterday and my Love Amongst the Dragon stuff um that make me sad now <laughs> because yeah. now i'm attached
1: oh no that sucks man i guess all your fans want to see or read yeah like it comes out whenever pieces
0: of <laughs> yeah art come out <laughs> and at the end of this podcast um i'm gonna actually not make an announcement but talk about something really quick before we end um which about a possible mini podcast thing for me but that's a off the side thing mm-hmm. um I think cause we've been talking for a while. I think yeah, it's been a while,
1: but, there's but a couple of things. Maybe we quickly go through the rest.
0: Yeah, Ezrin. Let's talk about Ezrin. What do you think? What do you think about Ezrin?
1: Long with the king, as I said before, he I know is great, and even though he's you know pretty young, he handled everything pretty well. I would say, um, he's he's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, I loved that too. I love the um. There's this part too where he says i know what an ultimatum is and i really love that that was animated very well um i also loved how in the end um the sunfire elves are bowing to him like they respect him as king and that's a huge deal like that's a huge deal for sunfire elves and for elves really to pay their respect to a human king but i think it's important to remember that Ezran fought for these people like he fought for those elves he fought for what he was right and The Elvish I don't think are gonna totally forget that. Not totally. They're not gonna forget that. There's that's. He was in battle. Like, he's ten. That's a huge. He's gonna be a. Ezrin is gonna be a legend. Yes. And I'm so proud of him. Yes. I'm so proud of him. Mm -hmm. Um. The other thing too, speaking of which, is his brother. Um, I think that there's a part at the end where they both know that they're um. They're in different places. Not that they're, like, um, like it's a bad thing, but, like, they've both grown into different areas where I think they both know that maybe they don't have to be next to each other all the time, that they can do their own thing and have their own lives, that Callum is seeing, that Ezrin is now, you know, he's really grown up. And Ezrin sees that Callum's place is kind of with Rayla, like, they've really grown into those positions. No, oh, that's so sad, man. It is, but it's also one of those things where... um it's the natural course of life where yeah. the people you love, you're not always going to be around them, but you still love them and you still see them and stuff. It's like, I'm going to pull a how to train your dragon um, quote here. Um, okay. If you love something, you're going to lose it. And, but that okay. still makes it worth it. And granted, they're not losing each other, but it's natural that they wouldn't, they would be in different places in their lives eventually. And I think we're getting to that point.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. I can't wait to see where life takes both of them.
0: I know. I'm so proud of them both. I'm so proud of them both. (laughs) And then on the topic of Callum, um, the scene that made me sad too was that um, him talking, looking at Thunder and talking about his mom because he really he hasn't really talked about his mom specifically. Callum hasn't. Like he, we've seen that it affects him. But talking him talking about how Thunder, you know, saying that it makes me sad and angry and confused and you know i hate him because yeah thunder Lund- took his mom away and he sees that spear and it's like you see that spear that was her spear you know and Ezran doesn't know sarai callum does though and it's sad to see you know him go through that that he's lost this boy has lost three parents bro
1: yeah that's a lot that's three more than he should at that age
0: I know like my poor son and it's it's really important that, that his family you know really taught him about emotional intelligence because i think the re one of the reasons why he's he's able to deal with all this is because of his emotional intelligence that he has that his family allowed him to have one that rayla maybe may or may not didn't have because of at least not as much as him because it was more like they were very conscious about that mm-hmm. and granted the way rayla deals with their feelings typically too is very like tough and like don't let anybody see it um unless you're Callum and then he just like doesn't even let you he doesn't let you push him away and he he um opens Rayla up and she's able to she you know to the point that she kisses him which is a plus for all of us
1: yes yeah yeah they were you expecting um Rayla to do the first kiss lean in first and
0: kiss Callum I was not Wow. i was not ready for that
1: somebody was um stressed. i wasn't
0: because i because but um but i think that the way i understand it now the way it was done it wasn't like she went for it and like she thought that he was like kind of being romantic with her which callum boy you're so blind trying to make her feel like trying to make her happy you don't see that maybe you're working it's a little working a little too well um
1: <laughs> yeah that's exactly but what but i
0: happened. But it makes sense, too, that the next time around that Callum is the one that kind of from honestly in my mind, Callum is the one that does a lot of the emotional initiation. Um, I'd say 60, 50 percent of the time um, where because he's better at it with the feelings of the words um, versus really who's kind of dealing with a lot. And she doesn't do that very well, but he's the one that says, you know, that she's a hero and all that stuff and then he goes for it next. And I love it so cute where, where he's just like, I'm sorry. And basically, Braylon killed me. My <laughs> mind is consumed by them. I yeah. think you all know this. Yes, um, I think. I wanted to do some art.
1: I, I think, though, there is somebody we have yet to mention that is, or we haven't talked about too much, but
0: we yes. should get into. Ar- Aravos. Yes, just like that. Aravos. Was. <laughs> the Aravos lovely, was...
1: But also very terrible
0: uh elf <laughs> he was a delight and at the same time he was terrible though the scene yeah. where he kills the sunfire queen i thought was really well animated um what happens to the sunfire queen the way that happens it was well animated and it really stuck that emotion in you and that it was very it was so easy for him to kill her
1: yeah and he's done it before probably and- so <laughs> it's nothing new
0: here's something to point out though too Erebus hates arrogance he talked about it several times where he's like your arrogance is so predictable he done him talking about thunder he was he was like that arrogant you know monster whatever right. he calls thunder yeah. he really doesn't like people who are arrogant ironically you wonder though are you is he arrogant because he um I think there's some hypocrisy there a little bit I think that um in the past the creators have said that Aaron has said that um the creators have said that Erebos, he wants, he's, there's a genuine generosity and kind of a loving, caring personality there, but he also very much wants to be like a god. Yes. And yeah, there's the a theory that I saw. Go ahead, sorry.
1: No, yeah, what was the theory? I'm interested.
0: There's a theory, there's a theory I saw that the orphan queen is the person that he, if you see, read his birthday blurb, blurb that there's a human picked an apple for him, um, once and he remembers it because he doesn't celebrate birthdays the way we do. He just measures time and candles. And so somebody, a human once picked an apple for him. Then there's theories that it's the orphan queen. It was Ezrin's ans- royal ancestor, um, his fir- the first ancestor, um, and there's a tree, in the courtyard, that's three hundred years old. Arrows was imprisoned three hundred years ago. Um, I believe it was three hundred years ago, and then she has the key of Aravos came from a female ancestor. It's in the possession of their line. Put all that together, and I think <laughs> that there was some kind of relationship, romantic or platonic or otherwise, or they knew each other. They were important to each other. Of the orphan queen and Erebus. And I wouldn't be surprised if the orphan queen is the one that put Erebus there. Maybe.
1: That's, I, I love that idea. However, why would he not hate humans then? Like big time for this.
0: It depends on what happened. It yeah. depends entirely on what happened. Um, we also, i but I also, maybe she didn't put him in there. Maybe it was elves and maybe she just has it, but we, there's not even remotely enough clues to speculate. I think of what happened. Because we don't know enough, but I, feel I think like, whatever the case, there's a deep connection there.
1: I feel like that might be enough to make a theory video on. I might do that because <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about Erebos again, obviously. So uh, that there's a lot of pieces. Like the 300 years, everything is starting to align. Like with the apple tree, that is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. That that is exactly how old that tree is that was mentioned in like the first episode or whatever. And now yeah. it's it 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 makes sense. It's crazy.
0: All these little light bulbs just came on for Haley, like ooh, video. Well, tweet. I mean, I heard
1: that theory, but I'm like, oh yeah, this could make a good video.
0: <laughs> really gotta search for who who put that. There was a tweet, I think it's somewhere on my Twitter, but somebody did that tweet, and I really gotta we really gotta search who um made that tweet. But whoever did, shout out to you because I was like, I looked at that and I was like, this is some this is some CSI's <laughs> You guys are on. <laughs> like this fandom is like a private eye investigator. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Yeah, but speaking of arrogance, something that one of my other friends, uh, Zach, he was telling me that uh, I might also include this in a video. It's that like, Arvo mm-hmm. uh, seemed genuinely, su- genuinely surprised when Rayla attacked Viren. Um, yeah, I everything just saw that else post. was like to p- his planned or like he everything might else might have been planned, but mm-hmm. that he did was not planning on. So I think there is some arrogance there, and he just did not see that coming
0: yeah like actually i saw that on a post somewhere where i oh, said nice. i i believe that somebody's i think i saw it on i think Tumblr even today or i don't know yesterday but that he did not plan for rayla like rayla was not planned um <laughs> her willing to die for that was not planned i think don't think he expected anybody to give their life for that kind of thing mm-hmm. which makes you wonder what he really thinks is it because she's an elf that he doesn't expect it or because he doesn't Ooh, expect anybody to do that
1: that's a good point you um, should uh send me that post if you find it
0: <laughs> yeah i got to find it again um there's also another point too to somebody i think also made that claudia and Varen are going to kind of hate rayla um when they find her cuz i don't think yeah like she 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 killed him just because you get brought back to life don't mean that you didn't die <laughs> Like, that's not what that means. You, you, he died. So you wonder, um, what's that going to be? And will Erevos use that against him? Because that also would bring Erevos and Viren back into conflict with them, and also with Callum, specifically. Because Callum is not going to allow, Rayla's not going to allow, nobody's going to allow you just to, um, try to kill Rayla. So I don't think that's a very good possibility. Um, mm-hmm. and speaking of Erevos, is he going to become a butterfly now? Yes, that's
1: what I want to talk about. <laughs> Um, Cooley. as the creators told me, it seemed pretty obvious, like, it seemed like, it seemed logical that mm-hmm. there would be other phases, and I loved the gigantic caterpillar that was around Viren's neck, it was like a scarf, but like a centipede <laughs> scarf, it was, it was, it was beautiful, uh, even though we only got to see it for Scar- a little bit. <laughs> Viren looked terrible, but Erevos, Wormavos, delicious.
0: <laughs> we just <laughs> but, wanted him to call him a worm, like, we, we didn't even consider that he what was a centipede. I said to them. Didn't even of, yeah, I saw that.
1: I, I didn't see people talk about this until the trailer came out and I think people noticed that, hey Erevos looks a little bigger in one of the shots in the background. I'm like, Yep. <laughs> He's bigger. Speaking of Erevos, but and they're like, wait uh, a second, maybe he'll turn he'll get into a cocoon and sure enough, looks like there's like a somewhat Erevos looking like creature inside of that. If it'll be Erevos himself or some other creature that kinda resembles him, we'll see
0: i guess it's so interesting but also speaking of arrows there's some gross stuff in this, oh, this yeah. season the thing like it came out of his like the worm came out of his mouth there's that crab they did with, i'm pretty sure there was a section they said that Devin had to walk away from i
1: wonder if um, that was positive. do you know
0: what that was it was that i'm barely positive it was that i mean they haven't said it but i'm fairly positive because it's, it's only like 10 seconds um it's either that or maybe the worm the worm thing coming out of his throat because i was like oh that that's disgusting bro yeah this is gross
1: very it's always like, it's always those two that bring the grossness of the show up. <laughs> it really
0: is it's just like oh god i didn't need to i mean it was well animated it really brought the effect but there's another side of me. And it's like that's some courage the cowardly dog stuff right there that's just some eldritch horror craft they're like oh there they go that's yeah. so gross
1: but yeah, I guess we'll have to see. I'm really excited uh, for more on him, more information. We got a little bit about, you know, why he h- hates the dragons and elves, but there's still a lot we don't know about him. And looks like he's going to be we have some trouble packs. now, even more than he was. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we have some facts we have the fact that it was thunder who imprisoned we know that now because he did say it like we didn't really know before in fact I think we thought he was in there for like a thousand years Yeah. but now it makes sense because he was there when the he was actually there when the border was split we saw him when the border was being split we saw him in the intro um so then he was there so he wasn't he hasn't been in there for a thousand he's been there for centuries I think it was thunder who put him in there um Mm-hmm. And if the theory about the Orphan Queen is true, it probably has something to do with right around there. And that's, I think, what the possible focus of this Orphan Queen movie is supposed to be. Which, by the way, I think I need to clarify some stuff because I've seen this confusion a lot, that um, the Orphan Queen, that whole story would be a f- featured film. It's not going to be um, seasons four and five. That's not what that is, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's the Dragon Prince dot dot something else but the orphan queen is a is a want is a feature film that's hopefully going to happen and season four and five are not those things we're having um character continuity with four and five and six and seven
1: yeah that makes sense that's exciting yeah, that a movie. film wow a movie yeah but
0: it makes sense Know that that that's probably the the story we're going to explore how did Aravos get in prison and that's the story of the orphan queen and how she becomes queen and Aravos gets imprisoned mm-hmm Awesome. We're just lighting it, off theories here, guys. You know, yeah. figuring everything out on the Hot Brown Morning Potion podcast. <laughs> so I think I mean, we
1: talked about most things, but I do want to mention one thing. I saw people like being like, "Oh, yeah." So you might listener, you might not have realized this, but the <laughs> character from episode one, who Rayla, you know, doesn't kill Marcos, uh, he's like the first one to step out against Viren, and you know, kind of lead, you know, be one of the leaders of this like rebellion against him and that's just it's just amazing how one act of kindness kind of leads to another and ta-da here we
0: are actually you know what i find and i wonder if this is true i wonder if he specifically is the one that's chosen for that because um of the fan who named him because you wonder i mean it could have been anybody but is it you know because a fan named him that they chose him and it 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 affects the story yeah if it did
1: he became more special because he got named maybe like, is that what you're yeah, saying? yeah, I think that yeah, which is it.
0: really cool. Um, if that is true, it's really cool. It might not be true. It might be because like you know they always wanted that act to come back. Um, but it's yeah. strengthened by the fact that a fan named him, and I think it's a really yeah one act of kindness influences another, and um, I think he even said tells another elf tell this elf who picking who's picking him off the ground. You know, my name is Marcos.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, I saw that. I was so happy. Oh my gosh. That that just I don't know hearing like how a fan impacted like the show and like it's a small detail but it's it's yeah, really cute. It's
0: no detail. Details make a lot of the big stuff. um mm-hmm. Speaking of details, Crowmaster. Crowmaster is also back. Poor Crowmaster. <laughs> he's just trying. That was I
1: not love- in our notes, but I'm glad you brought that up because he's like my favorite. Uh, my other
0: favorite. <laughs> you know what I love about Crowmaster? What do you love? He's about? just. I'm a retail, so I'm a retail worker, so I love how like crowmaster just trying to do a job like he's not trying to do none of this with veering he's not trying to like upset anybody he's just trying to do his job that's it that's like i just want to get paid i just want my promotion i don't want to die like i he's he's a millennial that's all he that's all crowmaster is and i love it because i relate to it
1: yeah and i relate to him because like he's just so scared of everything he won't even say like the word murdered out loud which is know. relatable um like other words but like that's he's adorable and the crow lord is still freaking gone like your manager just yeah, what is the left crow the building lord? and he's, he doesn't know when We're, he's coming back
0: I feel like there's something up with crow lord because the, oh, there the, has one to be the, yeah it has something to do with like you know whatever I wonder if the crow lord is a, is a skywing elf <laughs> dang That'd be so he's funny.
1: actual crow lord <laughs>
0: yeah crow lord but there's some going on there with his back like background but um yeah another character i wanted to mention too apelli i'm surprised that apelli's not the one that killed and she's like for she wanted she was just like no he needs to be executed which is you know for you know probably would solved a lot of problems but you know like she she wants she's she's the number one fan of the to dice club mm-hmm. she founded that club she did she was on that club from day one um again jason we love you so much <laughs> nadra i know you're so attached to veer but we love you he just he kicked bait man i mean remember that he kicked bait how dare you get your dusty shoe away from my my, my Toad boy was great. But he was so cute too he defending defending oh, yeah. Zim. like how dare you kick bait you did a lot of stuff, but how dare you kick Bait. I mean, but speaking of bait, he was great this season. Like he
1: did a lot. Like I was I wasn't sure how about feel about Bait because he was just grumpy all the time and he didn't do much. But now he's he's I been useful and he's been a good boy.
0: <laughs> I love Bait. I've always loved Bait though. He's just like that ex- he's like that extra little detail. You know, he, he he rounds out at the scenes, I think. I honestly do think that Bait is like um he brings a charm to the show. Like he's the mascot of the show. Like you if Pretty you much, put yeah. bait out yeah. there, we know who that is. That's so like, that's my boy. That's my toad boy. You know? Um, everybody loves him. Everybody knows him. He does nothing wrong. He's there for he's there for Ezrin, bro. Like he goes he literally brings all the jelly tarts to Ezrin. That's why I'm like, Bait gets to live for as long as Ezrin lives. That is not a that is non conditional. <laughs> negotiable like i don't care you know it's yeah. how it's gonna be yeah so
1: yeah that was all the big stuff from the season pretty much we might have missed some stuff yeah. but there was a ton so we tried our yeah, best we, and there's still a lot we, we want to know about so
0: yeah we really tried to like we had, we were writing all this stuff down we actually <laughs> was like there's a lot of stuff that we're probably missing but we can't think of everything like all the details there's a lot of stuff um my favorite things being Raylum naturally. If you want meta or anything, you should go see my friend Dragons on Tumblr at Raylum with two A's. dot um, tumblr. dot com. Uh, let's see, she does a lot of edits. Who mm. else is there possibly to go see stuff on? Um, character designers um, Doro and Hypher on Twitter. Great art. They've been on it lately. Mm-hmm. For um, sure. Oh, Um, yeah. oh go ahead,
1: Denise. I mean, as for me, for my channel, I just recently did an interview with the creators, and uh, they revealed some stuff, which I kind of mentioned here, uh, some of it a little bit, but there's some more cool tidbits in there that if you're a big Dragon Prince fan, you don't want to miss it, so check out Cartoon Universe's latest Dragon Prince video.
0: Yeah. Um, There's also two more things. We are trying to set up some interviews with other voice actors. Um, If any of the other voice actors are listening, um, Maybe hit, hit us up. Um, some of y'all are a little hard to get a hold of. Um, but we <laughs> but we are in the works and we are trying to do that. Um, we would love to do what we did with Jason and do like character interviews. That'd be awesome. It was super fun, and I think it it gave it actually produced a little bit of art from some people. Um and the last thing I think I wanted to talk about, and let's say Haley had something else, was I was thinking about doing a like a mini podcast separate. Um not sure if it's appropriate to put on this channel unless you guys um wanted it and you guys can express your opinions on if you want it. Um because everybody knows I have my fix. Um, my current fix are Sides of the Moon, which is a canon divergent um Runon and Renan and raylam fict fic and Love Amongst the Dragons it's a series. Um the current one I'm writing being Love Amongst the Dragons, Gales of Yesterday. I was really thinking about doing commentary on those fics. I would like to narrate them, but I can't do that many Scottish accents in a single go. <laughs> um, so, if you guys are interested in that, let us know, comment. I'd love to do it. Um, I'm not afraid to talk about my own stuff. I'm really not. I love explaining myself. As you can see, I bring up my fan fictions quite frequently because I enjoy talking about them. Um, I don't get to read a lot of fan fictions as people, unfortunately. And I am really sorry about that, guys. Um, I'm constantly producing something. Um, and it's really hard. Um, uh, so if you guys are interested in that, I might do that. Um, mm-hmm. I want to do it. Um, express where you want it. If you want it as a separate thing, or if you want it, just us uploading it here for you guys to see. Either way, there'll probably be some of me mentioning it either way. So, And I think that, unless Haley's got something else, I do you have anything
1: else? That's it for now, and I'm excited for whoever we get on next and let us know if you have any episode ideas or anything. Yeah.
0: (laughs) If you guys want something specific, if you guys want something specific, let us know. Like we'll talk about stuff. We kind of make this stuff up on the fly slightly. Like we have like a plan usually, but um, we Mm -hmm. do, what we think you guys are interested in. So if you guys have stuff, just tell us that, Hey, we would like you guys to talk about this a little bit and we'll make time to do it. Like, um, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think there's going to be a big hiatus mm
0: -hmm. between
1: season three and four if we get season four like anytime soon um so nice. we have a ton of time i don't know if we're gonna do like episode breakdowns but we kind of went through a lot of stuff but maybe there's always more stuff to talk about so episode you have, breakdowns if you
0: are a great idea let us know episode breakdowns are a great idea It also gives me a really good by excuse to look at re- re-watch the season again and it <laughs> gives other people a good excuse to go watch the season and then listen to our podcast so that might be an idea we do um also there's stuff coming out this year we've got um the little book the spell book next year in march
1: yeah
0: um we have the art book that's coming out in june the game i'm pretty sure is going to come out sometime next year so we'll have stuff in between but you know we i think it's going to be a while i would not be surprised if it takes another year to get season four out just because um it's been a minute. (laughs) i think it's going to be a minute
1: yeah i mean i'm sad about that but animation takes time guys so gotta realize that and if we want this amazing story to be looking good we gotta wait
0: (laughs) that being said you know in the meantime just rewatch seasons one through three on repeat that's all you gotta do i think i think there's enough material that everybody can kind of like when they're missing they can just watch everything again i think it's enough to just to hold people over versus where it was just season one that was like breadcrumbs. season two better but it's still not enough season uh-huh. three altogether, i think really like helps when you're really feeling this burn. but um i think that's all that we're out of time though so <laughs> yes. thank you guys so much for listening to us ramble because this really was just a huge ramble i probably talked way too much as usual um so thanks for listening and we shall see you later bye, bye. guys hey guys so we just finished recording with Devin, and uh, devon gill and ian Hendry writers respectively lead writer being Devin and senior writer being em on the dragon prince our interview was almost two hours long we talked almost exclusively for an hour just about renan rayla and um, a little bit of raylam and ethari um, just completely about Ruthari, their relationship all that stuff so on top of that next week we actually also have an interview scheduled with uh, jesse Inukalia. Um Please forgive me if that is not pronounced correctly. I'm pretty sure that's how he pronounces it, though. Um, And we are going to do what we did with Jason and do an interview with Jesse himself as a voice actor, as well as a secondary fun part interview with Sorn. So that's what's going on. That's what's coming up. So keep an eye out for those um, and consider contributing to the Patreon that we will have going up hopefully soon. Within those next couple episodes, uh, we'll make announcements, though. So Thank you for watching this. Uh, Bye.